0: Welcome, welcome to all the young and hungry entrepreneurs out there. It's Kyle Berger here. Today, you'll be listening to episode three, which is all about building the right team for your business. I could send you countless articles and examples of how to choose the right people for your team, but when it comes down to it, Startup Land runs lean and mean in terms of finances available to pay that team. Coworkers are essential to having a successful startup. Being a one-person band will eventually lead to you hitting a self-destruct button because of the amount of stress you'll endure. So that first question is, when's the right time to start hiring? The answer is as soon as you've proved yourself that this is something you'll truly commit to. Once you've committed to that idea or product, you've got to build a team up around you for support and take on that large workload with you and hold you accountable. Accountability is a huge part of a successful launch and continuous growth. If you want to build something larger than yourself, then you must be comfortable with feedback from a team around you who's going to hold you accountable. Of course there's criticism in any leadership position, which we'll get into another time, but today we have to talk about hiring a team that won't be afraid to hold you accountable with feedback. Because when it comes down to it, action is truly the only way to progression. And no, I don't mean posting that you're going to act on Twitter. So who is that right team in the beginning? These team members are going to inevitably be tied to you in some way. Whether it was a past job, close friend, you will have made an impression on this person in the past that made them feel you were credible enough to work for. Something I would highly caution you about is taking on team members that you would consider extremely close to you. There has to be a preset mutual understanding that no matter what happens at the workplace, that close friendship can't be broken by money, stress, or frustration. This is easy to say to someone when things are fun and just getting started, but once the ball is really rolling, how are you supposed to take action and make sure these friendships don't die? I'll give you an example. My partner in my car detailing company was a great friend of mine in school before we got started. We worked on several projects previously for clients and knew that we would spend a lot of time together if we started this business. We ended up being roommates, business partners, and friends all at the same time. I can't lie, it was an insane amount of time we spent together. A classic look at that bromance situation. There were several arguments that occurred, and several positives that came out of our partnership as well. But one argument nearly tore our friendship apart. What did we do to repair the situation? We agreed to go back to that friendship foundation by holding each other accountable for a time needed relaxing, and doing things outside of work both together and apart. Although spending more time together might not sound like a solution at all, it all depended on what we were doing with that time. This story, again, goes back to accountability. It's truly a vital component when choosing a team. The next is choosing the people you will actually delegate important pieces of the business to. If you are crazy about how money is spent, then don't immediately hire someone to help you with finances. Do that yourself. Delegate what you know you aren't talented in, and learn something from your team along the way. As obvious as it may seem, ask that person what they're talented at and can best be doing to help your company get off the ground and grow in the future. When running Lean and Mean, that person will end up receiving tasks or projects that they may not entirely be qualified for. So make sure the bulk of their work is what they want to be doing. Now we've talked about accountability and who to hire. What about how to get them on board with a potentially no pay for a while situation. I wanna first say do not immediately go with an equity route. Giving away equity in the company to someone just signing on with you is financial suicide. There has to be a commitment to you that they will stay on no matter how close they are to you and the only way to prove that is with time. So how much time is enough? You can tell through their attitude. If every day is a struggle to get that new team member in the door or respond to emails, or get the small things done, then you should never trust that person with equity in your company. So if not equity and not money, how does this person find the startup interesting at all? You're going to have to make a work now and pay later deal with that person. It won't be easy, but there has to be a commission on clients they bring in at first, or some sort of written agreement on a certain amount by a certain date. Now what we are talking about is a lean and mean startup. So if you have the funding to pay the person, do the right thing and pay them. But most garage style startups don't have the luxury. Get it out in the open that there won't be a bi-weekly paycheck direct deposited into their bank account. But still let them know that your promise will be kept. Because remember, your team members will somehow find you credible or this conversation would have never began in the first place. So how do you keep an unpaid or underpaid team motivated through dry spells and workflow. Some would say, it's a startup. There should never be dry spells and workflow. Always keep grinding all the time. That could seem like a no-brainer from the outside. But there will be so much work, everyone has something they have to be doing all the time. But just like I said in the last podcast, there are tons of unforeseen challenges in a new business. The best, the best fix to this is to become a better delegator. But there are of course going to be times that explaining something to someone else would be much harder than just doing it yourself. So the best thing I can suggest is give new team members the freedom to personally develop while working for you. If you crack a whip on new team members in a new company, they will have a much easier time leaving from the get-go. Give them the freedom to use extra time elsewhere so they can be charged and ready to go when the time comes for an influx of work. The last thing I want to touch on is giving your team a why behind the work. There should always be a root reason for everything someone is doing, from simple data entry to complex sales. If you can't find the why behind what you're doing, don't do it. And especially if you can't find the why behind why someone else is doing something for the company, don't tell them to do it. Let's break this all down into digestible action items on our YHE action plan. To start, get in contact with five people who you know would find you credible through previous conversations, jobs, or other relationships. Hire only the number of team members that you are able to delegate tasks to and have the time to train. If you only put one hour of explanation or training into a team member on their first day, second day, and so on, then they will in no way perform the way you wanted. Do not directly go to the equity route with new hires especially with a lean startup. Get a commission or written note promising value in another way drafted before you even begin conversation with potential new hires. When money becomes available, deliver on those promises. Remember, these initial people believed in you or your business for whatever reason, so rewarding them is a huge part of retaining employees. Be active with business partners outside of the workplace at least twice a week. Whether that be together or separate, let each other know that you are somehow blowing off steam. Be sure to devote a large amount of time to training and schedule out an agenda as well as to the why behind your company before the new hire's first day. Lastly, give your team the freedom to enjoy themselves when workflow slows down or the ability to get a needed break when the time comes. If someone is no longer able to personally develop under you, then it's probably time to look into a problem with your workflow between the team. Always be open to a change in that workflow because the team as a whole will know what's best. Not you alone will know what's best because you won't be there for everything once the team gets to about beyond four people. For now, that's how to get a lean startup team and grow your business bigger than yourself. Feel free to email any questions or comments to yhentrepreneurs at gmail.com. Be sure to send me an email for the YHE Action Plan hard copy and follow at yhentrepreneurs on social media. Always be thinking like an entrepreneur and even more so, be sure to act on it. Talk to you soon.